Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. I was recently asked about how you can have a chill breakup for a piece in the press. Um, So a chill breakup is when you want to end a relationship and you want it to be peaceful and calm and without all the chaos and maybe all the emotional outbursts that could come with ending a relationship. And when writing my answers on the best ways to do this, what to avoid, the best times, etc. One thing that came up was doing it before things go too far, before you have um, picked enough holes in the relationship that it has become unhealthy or even got to a toxic level. And then this got me thinking about another conversation that I'd had with a client about what they wanted in a new relationship. And the fact that she went back to emphasising all the negatives that she wanted to avoid rather than all the positives that she would like to find made me realise how common this is in uh, the relationships that we have. So whether it's something that you are looking to find or whether you are in a relationship already, relationship researchers suggest that we overemphasize the negatives and underappreciate the positives of the relationships that we have had or the ones that we're in. So we can have a tendency to constantly look for the faults, the things that we aren't happy with, rather than focusing on the good things and what we actually like about someone. Now, there could be several reasons that this could be happening. Uh, You could be looking to get out of the relationship because it has triggered your attachment style and you've gone into an insecure space within yourself. Uh, You could hold relationship beliefs that are negative, and so the smallest issues make you rethink your relationship entirely. You could have got used to relationships being a certain way that anything that doesn't fit to that normal that you know means that you find it too uncomfortable to remain. But if you could build the perfect relationship, what would it look like? Perhaps more importantly, how does your current relationship stack up to that idea? In a lot of cases, expectations for today's relationship seem to be higher than ever before. Now that we know that relationships are a choice, mediocrity is not acceptable. It's uh, an all or nothing thinking that no one wants to settle when we could have more. But the want it all now and is not prepared to wait is an expectation that can lead to relationship discontent. The secret to avoid settling seems quite simple. Have high standards and demand only the best. Are you pickier than others and always want the absolute best possible option for yourself? Are you in fact a perfectionist when it comes to choosing a partner? Or maybe you are a satisfier. Satisfied 
Once quality surpasses a minimum threshold of acceptability, for you, good enough is perfectly fine. As long as their relationship exceeds your predetermined benchmarks for high quality, then you are content. Being a satisfier has its issues. If good enough is based on previous relationships when getting 20% of what was possible made you feel that you're actually getting enough, then 30% will make you feel like it's a huge improvement when actually you're still missing a massive 70% of what you could have. Perfectionist personalities will tend to exhaust all options and explore many possibilities to secure their flawless partner. Now, you might think that that sounds ideal, almost like common sense in a way, of deciding who you want to be with. But there are massive downsides to approaching a relationship in this way. There is a myth in perfection. Because research reveals that perfectionists report more regret and depression and feel threatened by others that they perceive as doing better than them. They also experience lower self-esteem, less optimism, happiness and life satisfaction as a whole. In a relationship, they are looking for things that live up to expectation, and if not, they can start to look towards others that can fulfil this desire. And that's a problem in relationships because when we look at long-term relationships, we have a tendency to prefer the more deaf to us part rather than till I find something better idea. As a perfectionist, that means someone needs to keep up a certain level for a very long time and so can lead to an avoidance of getting closer to someone entirely. Overall, the implication for your relationship is clear. This continuous pursuit of perfection could be fine if you want to buy a car. But in your relationship, it may result in failing to recognise the truly great relationship that's in front of you and for what it is. Impossibly high standards can make an excellent relationship seem very average. You may also undervalue your relationship by being too quick to identify imperfections, notice the negatives and find problems. I've talked about the negativity bias of your brain before. We have an inbuilt tendency to pay attention to the negative aspects of our experiences, just in case we need to remember where the danger has come from in the past or more in relationships, it's where the loss and the pain has come from in the past. So when your relationship is going well, it has a tendency not to register, that you take it for granted. But the problems, they capture your attention and become your focus. Bickering, insensitive comments, forgotten promises, the messes and the inconveniences, they all stand out because they deviate from the easily overlooked status quo that is happy. This tendency is so pronounced that when a relationship doesn't have any major issues, it's suggested that people inflate small problems into bigger ones. Again, there could be a deeper underlying issue here. For example, you're looking for a way out or you're looking to create some kind of drama or chaos 
in your relationship. Rather than be thankful for the relative calm, people manufacture problems where none previously existed. And you could be your own worst enemy without even realising it. So take some time to recalibrate where your mind is taking you. The key is to separate the critical from the inconsequential in order to distinguish minor issues from real problems. Identifying the true deal breakers will allow you to save your energy for real problems and allow the minor stuff to just simply fade away. I found this list online for reasons people see as relationship deal breakers and as you can see from the list are some rather meaningless and excuse-driven reasons. Number one is a dishevelled and unclean appearance. Number two, lazy. Number three, too needy. Four, lacks a sense of humour. Five, lives too far away, and this ranges between one hour travel to three hours. They had bad sex. There was lack of self-confidence. Too much TV, video games, and a low sex drive. Or they were stubborn. Now, beyond that list, there are certainly annoyances that can become deal-breakers in otherwise generally healthy relationships. There are some perfectly legitimate reasons on that list as to why you are with the wrong person, but others that can be easily addressed in conversation. But if your partner disrespects, hurts, neglects or abuses you, those are behaviours that should never be ignored and should rightly end your relationship immediately. In one study, researchers asked participants to consider both deal-breakers and deal-makers, or qualities that are especially appealing, when determining whether a relationship is viable. And it actually turned out that the deal-breakers carried more weight with these people. So your negativity bias was at play there again. The fact that people tend to focus more on the deal-breakers rather than the deal-makers is further evidence that you might not be giving some aspects of your relationships enough credit. So to help you to better appreciate your partner's good qualities, consider the qualities that individuals find most desirable in a long-term partner. What are the fundamental things that can keep a relationship going and more fulfilling? What have you been missing in your relationship? Surely there are boxes that your partner checks that you've neglected to notice. So start giving credit where credit is due. In fact, you could even go completely the other way and give your partner even more credit than they deserve. So instead of being realistic, give your partner the benefit of the doubt with an overly generous appraisal. Would you be lying to yourself a little bit? Yes, you would. But... Maybe only just a little bit. Because research shows that these types of positive overstatements help the relationship by decreasing conflict and increasing satisfaction, love and trust. Holding overly optimistic views of your partner convinces you of their value, which obviously reflects well on you because you're with someone who's very valuable. You're the one who has such a great partner. Your rose-coloured opinions also make your partner feel good and give them a good reputation to live up to for themselves. 
They won't want to let you down and they'll have a tendency to try harder to fulfill your positive idea of them, which all benefits your relationship. This doesn't mean to ignore the things that if they are bad and I would suggest giving the benefit of the doubt only once or maybe twice maximum. Um, for the younger people out there, I actually did have this conversation quite recently with somebody and spoke about the benefit of the doubt. And they didn't know what it meant. So the benefit of the doubt means to accept someone is being honest or sincere, um, that they've made an error by accident, even though you may be unhappy with what they have done. So is it time to stop being overly critical of your relationship? Instead of finding the faults, look for the parts of your relationships that you've been overlooking or taking for granted and that will help you to gain a more positive perspective of where things actually are. Remember the relationships of your past. Maybe you didn't appreciate them enough. Maybe you did look for excuses to escape. Maybe all you could see were the negatives. And what was going on for you at that time? that made you look for those things. If you know where to look and what to appreciate, you may just realize there are a lot more reasons to be happy within the relationship that you're in than you thought, or that maybe those relationships that you thought were so terrible were actually a lot better than you realized at the time. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.